the owner of one of the biggest, richest Premier League clubs is in legal hot water, and we have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner on later in the episode. It's Monday, July 31st. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. Tottenham Hotspur owner Joe Lewis has been charged with insider trading. Joining me now to discuss is Front Office Sports newsletter co-author David Rumsey. Welcome, David. Hey, Owen. So um, what is Joe Lewis? What do we know about the allegations against Joe Lewis? Last week, Joe Lewis, who owns Tottenham Hotspur, one of the most popular and successful English Premier League clubs, was indicted on charges of insider trading in the U.S. And it's kind of a story from Hollywood and big business all meshing together. I mean, he had to post $300 million in bond to, you know, um, be released after he was arrested. He had to put up his yacht as collateral. I mean, it's just crazy the amounts of money and kind of power being, um, you know, revealed in this. Yeah. And the, the details of the scandal themselves are sort of more, I don't know, it, it's, it's more just like, you know, he, he's a guy who likes to share his secrets. So yeah, who, who has he been telling uh, trade secrets to? Apparently he was giving little tips and tricks to people like romantic partners or personal assistants or just friends and associates. Not really anything that seems like he was gaining any kind of advantage or anybody was making a ton of money for, but He's a powerful man and uh, illegal, nevertheless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Tottenham Hotspur, if listeners don't know, they're the team, they're one of the first teams to build one of these gigantic stadiums. The NFL plays there now on an annual basis. Um, what could be the implications for the team? Well, I think everybody started wondering, does this mean that Tottenham might be on the market Joe Lewis is 86 years old. There was already some rumblings earlier this year that the team kind of had to quiet down about um, some bids being made for the club, even though they weren't on the market. There was a a bid well north of $3 billion. Most recently, Forbes valued Tottenham at $2.8 billion, making them the ninth richest club, soccer club in the world. So you kind of see where everyone's head is going. If if the owner of the club is going to be going to jail, he's up there in age, maybe he just gets rid of this unless there's a family member that kind of wants to take over the reins. Yeah. And with the Premier League specifically, obviously we saw Chelsea had was, you know, taken over by the British government uh, because their owner was a Russian oligarch after Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, And also they're getting a lot of attention again from the UK government for, uh, for their financial system. And obviously this doesn't directly relate to insider trading and all that. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of accusations of teams like Manchester City cooking the books, essentially, so that they can have bigger, better players. Um, So, you know, the Premier League has something of an image to maintain around here. We'll have to see if they get involved. Right. They don't want to have a bad look because, like you said, soccer can get really murky in its finances. And Tottenham for now is saying this is not a club matter. This is a personal matter outside of that. And I'm sure that's the case, but we know how these things go and it can bleed in to the soccer operations and it might just be better to clear his name. And I'd be interested to see, you know, who would be bidding for Tottenham. Obviously we have this ever never ending uh, sale of Manchester United from the Glazers. We'll see if that goes anywhere. I think there'd be a ton of American business uh, people interested in bidding for Tottenham. 
just like they were for Chelsea last time. I look at um, the the Ricketts family who owns the Cubs. They were kind of interested in Chelsea. Could they get involved in a bid? Josh Harris, who now owns the Commanders, was even interested in Chelsea last time. So there's certainly going to be a lot of people interested in hopefully getting a stake of Tottenham if they do indeed end up on the market. Right. And those names you listed, you get the sense that they wanted a you know high-level Premier League club. It didn't matter so much that it was Chelsea or Tottenham or Man United or you know any of the others. Um, and you know that's probably the case for for most of their buyers anyway. But yeah, you'd have to imagine many of those names would would be in on the bidding should the bidding occur. Um, exactly. And one other name to watch would be one of Tottenham's existing investors. Daniel Levy, who is the club's executive chairman, he owns a significant stake um, in the club, in the company that kind of is the parent company of Tottenham. So he'd be a name to watch. Maybe that would be a smooth transition for him to just take over if he could secure the funds, if Joe Lewis is going to be on his way out the door. Yeah, absolutely. David Rumsey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Owen. Up next, I spoke to reigning Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Williams is in his junior year at USC, and I think it's fair to say he is the consensus pick for best college player right now and the most likely to be drafted first overall next year. He's already benefiting from his notoriety with a large set of NIL deals, and he's got some pretty big goals for this year and beyond. That conversation is coming up next. Very excited to be joined now by Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. Welcome, Caleb. Thank you. So you transferred after your freshman year from Oklahoma to USC. How would you describe the difference between those two programs? I'd say that the the two programs, they aren't that much different. Um, just for the simple fact of, you know, my coaches and strength staff and things like that. They came from, you know, OU and they actually they got here before me. Um, and so um, there wasn't really a huge adjustment. There wasn't really much change. Um, I knew how they liked Either whether it was the offense, whether it was the weight room, whether it was, you know, out in the practice field, um, you know, things like that. I, I knew how they liked it ran. And so, that, you know, that there was no real change for me other than, you know, it's always sunny here. Um, there's 10 million people in, in, in the city um, of, of L.A. Um, you know, there's, um, you know, the, the colors, the names. um um, my teammates um, and, and things like that, um, you know, the stadium changed, but there's, there hasn't been really much of a, a huge change that I can that I can point out, um, you know, directing to, to the two. Yeah, that makes sense. You just signed an NIL deal with United Airlines. Tell me about what you're doing with them. You know, very grateful to be in this, this position to be able to sign an NIL deal with them um, ever since a little kid. You know, my dad and I traveling around the world, whether it was to around the country, um, whether it was to you know, go on visits to go on camps, um, you know, to, you know, find a way to get better and, 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 you know, different, different ideas and of, of different coaches and whatever the case may be trying to find the best and, and, and gain all the knowledge that we could. Um, you know, we, we've been flying to United since I was younger and then, um, you know, United now has, um, I believe 127 new, um, you know, new nonstop flights. Um, and, directly and solely based around college football um, so that the fans and, and everybody can, you know, get to the games and reach the game safely and um, get taken care of by, by the lovely United airlines. And so, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a dream and uh, very honored and, and blessed to be able to, you know, 
um, be a part of this. And, um, you know, hopefully the fans come out for the Notre Dame game coming up here soon. Um, it's, that's one of the, you know, flights that United is, is, is blessing us with the nonstop flight. So hopefully we can get all of the, the USC Trojan fans and, um, diehard Trojan fans out there to the, to the game, to, to make the game a better experience for us. Mm-hmm. And in the pre NIL era, which I understand is before your time, uh, but there is this tension between, you know, someone like yourself has tremendous earning potential, but you don't, you know, get that, but you don't get to cash in on that potential until you turn pro. Now you're able to make some significant money. I mean, I, I saw you're in addition to United, you have deals with Neutrogena, Athletic Brewing, uh, Fanatics, AT&T, Beats by Dre. How does um, that ability to, to make money while still in college, does that affect how you view your career options at all? Uh, I wouldn't say that it affects, I wouldn't say that, you know, I have dream. I have my own dreams and aspirations. Everybody has their own dreams and dreams and aspirations of, of certain things. Um, you know, in moments, and situations. Now, you know, those dreams and aspirations have to go on hold, or maybe, uh, maybe wait a little longer, or maybe be sped up. So, you know, things and situations change. Um, but I wouldn't say that it 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 gives me a different a different. Um, you know, sight on, on, on any of that. So, and what are some of those dreams and aspirations of yours? Um, for right now, um, I have, I have, you know, a couple goals of mine. Um, I want to have a, I want to reach 70% completion, um, you know, passing this year. Um, I want to, you know, I want to go win national championship and host up that trophy. I want to win a Pac-12 championship, host up that trophy. Um, I want to win um, Heisman number two. Um, so I have goals in college that I still want to reach. Um, and then, uh, you know, hopefully down the line at some point, go go first pick and, um, um, and, and you know, get to a get to a – get to a program, um, and, and, uh, you know, take it on from there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, USC of course is moving from the PAC 12 to the big 10 next year. You, you may be in the NFL by then, but how do you, how do you think that transition is going to affect life in the program? Um, one, I think you're going to have to travel more, which is why it's, which is why it's awesome that, you know, um, you know, we, we use United and, um, no, I think it's, I think it's going to be all good. I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna provide, um, you know, that, that, that side of the world, um, with, with the Ohio States and things like that. And the Michigans to be able to, to see this West coast side and how coach Riley and, and, and all of the coaches here run the program. Mm-hmm. And what are you learning through the process of, you know, signing and negotiating these, these NIL deals? Do you feel like you're getting a sort of education through that? Yeah, I always like to be a part of it um, in some way. Um, you know, everything always comes back to me. I don't get to, uh, I mean, I got a team around me to be able to handle that, all of that stuff so I can um, focus on ball and, you know, keep focus on the main thing, which is which is winning games. And so um, I have a team around me that, that deals with all of that. You know, I tell them, you know, my ideas and my goals, they'll come back to me and ask me questions. But, um, you know, I, I, you know, we all have a certain understanding and relationship that, you know, it, it goes well and, you know, things flow with the, with the team. And, um, so I don't, I don't necessarily deal with the day to day. I don't necessarily deal with the week to week. Um, you know, they just come to me, ask me questions and, you know, I give them feedback and things like that. And they, they take it to, you know, the partnerships and they discuss. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't deal with the day to day stuff, but, um, it's all been going well. Team's been 
you know, efficient and, and done a good job. Yeah. And, you know, you're someone who you're a public figure, whether you wanted to be or not, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty famous. Um, is that you know, the, the folks around you, do they help kind of manage that side of your life so you can, you know, focus on playing and focus on, you know, having some more normal parts of your life too? Yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'm a relational guy. And so my, my team is, you know, we're pretty tight knit and things like that. So, um, we enjoy, we laugh and joke, um, you know, they keep life very clean, simple, and, um, very humble. I mean, we were just, we were just, uh, we were just playing cards not too long ago. Um, just sitting down at the house or at the, at a restaurant, um, playing cards, um, and enjoying, um, you know, keeping things quite simple and, and, and just enjoying life, um, and all the hard work. Um, and, and join the, the people around me, um, you know, try and keep a tight knit circle, small circle and, um, and, and keep things pushing. And did winning the Heisman impact your life and just, you know, any day to day experience or the attention you're getting, any of that? I mean, I've, it, of course, impact my life. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's only 88 of us, I believe. And so impact my life tremendously, but, um, day to day, no, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of stick to my routine, like to do things I like to do. Um, and, and, and stick to that. Um, whether it's ball coming home, playing the game, hanging out with the team, enjoying hanging out with my teammates, um, and enjoying, um, try and keep everything real simple. Enjoy, uh, like what I like and, and stick to it. And just before we go, are there any NFL quarterbacks, past or present, that you you look to as models and guides in terms of how you want to play the position? Yeah, um, obviously Tom. Whether it's his mental aspect and, and being tough, whether it's whether it's, whether it's Aaron being able to just do freakish things uh, with his arm and contort his body and, and and deliver from any any situation, whether it's whether it's Patrick Mahomes being able to just be creative and elusive and. Um, you know, go win games and, and big moments. Um, you know, it's, you know I'm, I take a bunch of things from a lot of different QBs and try and add it to my game. All right. Very cool. Gail Williams, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Awesome. Thank you. That is it for today. Let us know who you would like to have us on the show by sending an email to today at frontofficesports.com or find us on Twitter at FOS underscore today. Thanks for listening. We will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.